Hello and welcome to the Dear Mama podcast. My name is Nikima Khan and I am so excited that you're here. Motherhood is a transformative experience. It brings new situations, joys and challenges. It makes sense that we need new skills and tools to manage this new stage of life so that we can show up as the best versions of us for ourselves as well as our family. After experiencing my own challenges with juggling the realities of modern motherhood, I went on a quest to find tools to support my mental, emotional, and physical well-being, uncovering personal and spiritual development tools that have helped me in my journey to find a calmer and more intentional life. After experiencing the benefits of walking this path for myself, I wanted to create a space to share with other mamas who needed this too. And so, the Dear Mama Project was born. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring episode packed with practical personal development tools to help you in your own journey of becoming the best version of you. I'll also be sharing real mother's inspiring stories of using motherhood as a catalyst for personal transformation. It takes courage to decide that you want or need to change, or maybe that you want more. But I truly believe that motherhood presents us with a unique opportunity to grow and transform, and I can't wait to go on this journey together. Hello and welcome to episode two. I am doing a solo episode today talking all about my own experience with implementing a morning ritual, what I do and why, and some ideas for you if you would like to create your own morning ritual too. Creating a morning ritual has been pretty life-changing for me. It certainly changes my mindset and my perspective on my day and helped me gain control over my thoughts and emotions and my mood, and also just ground each day in a really clear intention. In other words, I love it, and I am obsessed with sharing it because I want you to experience the benefits of it too. Before we get stuck into the episode, I just wanted to remind you that if you're enjoying it, please hit subscribe and leave me a review. It helps me know what content you're interested in. It also helps me reach more mums who need to have access to this information too. And it inspires me and motivates me to keep going. So if you want to leave me a iTunes review or you want to send me a DM and let me know what you think about the podcast, please feel free to reach out. I absolutely love it hearing from you guys. So morning rituals. Before I start talking about where I'm at now with my morning ritual, I actually want to go back, back a few steps, back a few, few months actually to the start of um, this year. And I want to tell you about some health issues that I had come up at the start of 2019. I Um, well, long story short, I had been burning the candles at both ends for a really long time and I had been putting myself under a lot of pressure and a lot of stress, um, for probably years. Um, and it had gotten to the point that I didn't actually even really feel stressed anymore. I was just like constantly living at this kind of heightened sense of arousal because I was trying to do all these things and trying to be everything to everyone. And yeah, I was really sort of not really taking that great care of myself. And at the start of 2019, I had some, yeah, some fairly serious health issues start popping up. Um, The one that really kind of was a bit of a wake up call for me was that I lost vision, um, partial vision for around 15 minutes when I was at home one day. And um, I was working here with my friend Petra, who some of you might know. And um, I wasn't going to go to the doctor. I was just like, oh no, I'll be fine. And, you know, sort of you know 
glossed it over and, and thought it was probably just, you know, something something weird happening. Um, and I, she was like, no, we need to go to the doctor now. And we went to the doctor and the doctor was pretty concerned that maybe I was having a stroke because um, they ran some other little tests when, there was at the, when I was at the doctor's. And then um, they sent me off to the hospital um, where I got some more tests and they confirmed that it wasn't a stroke, um, but I did have to go and get an ECG and a brain MRI and all of those sorts of things just to make sure that there wasn't anything else going on. And it ended up being diagnosed as a complex migraine brought on by stress. And the doctor who I was talking to was like, are you under a lot of pressure? And I'm like, just the normal pressure that I was under. And they were like, are you feeling stressed? And I really had disconnected from myself and my body and my needs so much that I, I didn't actually identify that I was even stressed. I was just used to feeling stressed um, so much so that it, it just became my normal. So that was a real wake-up call for me and inspired me to start making some pretty big changes in my life. And one of the things that I implemented pretty much straight away was a morning routine. So prior to implementing a morning routine, my day would generally look something like this. I would wake up to the sound of my three-year-old um, saying, mommy, I'm awake, come and get me. And I would go and get him and I'd make him breakfast and I'd be, you know, looking after him and getting him dressed. And then I'd be trying to get myself dressed. And from the moment I got up, I was on someone else's schedule. I was on a three-year-old schedule. And I don't know if you've got a three-year-old or if you had one, but they're pretty erratic. <laughs> um, but I was living on his schedule and I was trying to grasp a moment for myself and was unable to find one. I constantly felt like I was on the back foot and I was chasing my tail. I always felt like I was running late. I wouldn't eat a proper breakfast. Um, I you know, wouldn't have time to get dressed properly. I just wasn't doing anything for myself. And that really set the tone for the rest of my day because I felt like I, I could never grab a moment for myself. So I would go through my day, giving and giving and giving to everybody. And then by the end of the day, I would put him to bed and I'd be like, ah, oh, finally, I can get some time for myself. And then I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but as soon as he went to bed, instead of me like winding down and going to bed, I would start going, okay, now I can spend some time on myself. And then I would end up staying up quite late, trying to just cram my personal life, my non-being-a-mum life, into the couple of hours whilst he was asleep. And then I would go to bed at like 11 o'clock and then the cycle would begin again the next day. And the stuff that I was doing for myself, you know, between those hours of sort of eight till 11 or whatever it might've been, they weren't things that really filled my cup. It was stuff like scrolling Instagram or watching a Netflix series or probably mostly just those two things, if we're being honest. Like it wasn't actual things that, that connected me to myself and to um, my goals and my thoughts and my body and my inspiration and, and all of that stuff. It was just really like zoning out, tuning out, trying to take a break from the stress. And that obviously wasn't really working for me because I got to the point where my body was like, hey, sister, what are you doing? 
we're literally going to stop working. And yeah, that was a real, real wake up call. So I thought I know I needed to start doing a morning routine, but I resisted it because I was like, waking up at five o'clock, like who wants to do that? That doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but I forced myself to start waking up earlier and it was hard for a couple of days because of course you feel a bit out of whack um, waking up super early. But after a few days, your body just kind of adjusts and then you can start going to sleep earlier. So, you know, before I could easily stay up to like 11 o'clock on, you know, a general weeknight. Nowadays it gets to 9.30 and like, it's like my body's like, no, 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 no. We need to be in bed now. So your body does sort of adjust to that. So my routine now looks like waking up at 5.30 and I generally get around 30 minutes to an hour to myself before I need to be mum or be anything really to anybody, which is amazing. Now I say 30 minutes to an hour because the reality is my son sometimes will wake up at 6, sometimes he'll wake up at 6.30. Um, sometimes, you know, he'll throw a real wild card in and he'll be up at five. So it's flexible. And I feel like as a mum, there has to be an element of flexibility in what you do. Like it's, I do believe, you know, we should get this time and, and it's really important for us to get this time. But I also know how frustrating it can be when you really want this time. And then all of a sudden, you know, a spanner gets thrown in the works and then you feel like a failure. And I don't think that self-care is ever something that you should feel like a failure about. Um, I read an amazing quote that was like, self-care is not another stick to beat yourself with. If you, sometimes there is that element, I don't know, again, if you can relate, but I've chatted to a lot of friends about this, where sometimes self-care can feel like another thing that you're failing at. And it should not be like that ever. It should be something that is about self-compassion and that, And that's about being flexible with your life and the stage that you're in and the season of life that you're in. And for me, that means being flexible, that sometimes I'm going to get 30 minutes, sometimes I'm going to get an hour. And if I really need to, I can catch up a bit more time later if I can. But I think it's really important to be flexible. Anyway, end rant on that. But my ritual, I wake up at 5.30. Now I head straight for my kettle and make myself a coffee. Now, I am all about love and light and meditation and spirituality, but I am also all about caffeine. I really love coffee. Like I love coffee. I know it's not everybody's thing. It's a lot of mum's thing. But for me, there is just something magic about waking up in the morning, making yourself a coffee, sitting on the couch in silence. At the moment, it's darkness as well, which is like extra special and just really enjoying it, like mindfully enjoying having coffee on the couch. There is magic in the mundane and I find magic in that every single morning. I love my coffee. (laughs) So that is my first thing that I do. Then after I've had my coffee, I whip out my journal and I have a journal that I write in every single morning. Um, And I start by just getting a blank um, page and I will either start off by writing three things that I'm grateful for. And those three things are always small things, not sort of big things. And when I first heard this, I was like, why wouldn't you write down the big things that you're grateful for? And the theory is 
is that if you can find and look for all of the small moments of gratitude, you're going to find so many moments in your day to be grateful for. But if you're only ever looking for the big things to be grateful for, then you won't find as many big things and you're going to miss all of the little moments of gratitude throughout the day. So say, for example, a little thing might be like, I'm really grateful that I get to catch up with my friend for coffee today. A big thing would be like, I'm really grateful that I have a roof over my head. Of course, we are super grateful that we have a roof over our head, but we're looking for those small little grateful moments throughout the day that we can recognize, feel the gratitude and just enjoy that little moment. So I'll start with the three things I'm grateful for. I often also write down all of my goals in the present tense. So writing them in the present tense is supposed to help with manifesting, but also help with your your brain doesn't understand the difference between when you think a thought and when something actually happens. So you get to enjoy the feeling of what it might feel like for that goal to be true for you. So um, I've got lots of different goals. I've got 10. I, I write, I, I have an award-winning podcast. So that's one of my goals. And I write that down every morning. Like I have an award-winning podcast. I have an award-winning podcast. And I say that every day because it reminds me of what I'm working towards and who I want to be and how I want to show up in the world. But it also lets me experience what it might feel like for that to be true for me, which obviously then keeps you motivated and everything like that as well. So yeah, you can write down all of your goals in the present tense. The next thing I do in my routine, and this again is just written in my journal, is I create an intention for the day. I find creating an intention for the day super powerful because it sets the tone for the day and it also gives you an anchor to refer back to when things pop up. So to create your intention, you can ask yourself a question like, how do you want to show up today? What emotions do you want to experience today? How do you want the people around you to experience you today? So if I'm spending a day with my son, often my intention will be today I want to bring joy and be present. And that's it. It's just like a very simple intention. You could even just say joy and presence is your intention for the day. What that means for me is that it's like an anchor for my day. When he wakes up, my first goal is joy and presence. And I will actively make an effort to show up as joyful and present. So that means when he wakes up, I'm like, you know, it might play or make him laugh or, or do something that that is going towards my intention. It also means that if things go haywire, which again, you know, young kids, it's There's going to be dramas throughout the day. There are going to be things pop up that are real challenges. But I find having an intention, it gives me that anchor to go back to. So if, you know, something happens, I can ask myself, do my actions align with my intention for today? So when my emails start coming in or I get a phone call or he's driving me up the wall and I'm like, you know, starting to really lose my patience, I can go back and ask myself, Do my actions align with who I said I wanted to be today? Am I being present? Am I bringing joy? Am I honoring the commitment that I made to myself this morning? I find it really powerful, particularly, you know, with 
toddler children um, because they're, they can be really challenging and there can be, and particularly when you, you know, you're working and you've got a child or even if you're not working, like if you've just got all of this stuff, there's so many demands on us and we're getting pulled in this direction and then that direction. And then, you know, someone wants this from you and then someone wants that from you. It just gives you a real clarity about who it is you want to show up as today. For a workday, my intention might be to be focused or to be creative. More often than not, it is also joy because over the course of our lives, we spend so much time at work. And if we are not having fun, what is the point? Like we need to be having fun all the time. We need to be enjoying the work that we do, enjoying our relationships, enjoying everything that there is to enjoy. For a day that I'm having time with my husband, um, generally it's not a day, it's like, you know, a two-hour date night that we get however often, um, but if I am, you know, getting to spend some quality time with him, it might be, okay, I want to be playful or I want to create connection or I want to try and be loving or I want to try and be kind. But again, I just feel like intentions are so, so, so powerful and I've, I have found that it, it really, really works for me. After I have done those, I will do free journaling. Now, this stuff sounds like there's this massive routine, but realistically, it's taken me about five minutes up to now. Like it's it's pretty simple stuff. Three things you're grateful for, your goals in the present tense, and who you want to show up as today. So like five minutes. Then I'll start doing free journaling. So free journaling is essentially giving yourself a blank page and letting whatever is bubbling up to the surface come out of your mind and onto a piece of paper. So if overnight you've been thinking about something or there's just a thought that's rolling around in your brain, it's just a way of getting it out of your brain and onto a piece of paper so you can actually look at what you're thinking about and the thoughts that you have that you're currently sort of brewing or stewing over. More than that though, free journaling for me allows you to tap into your inner knowing or your intuition, your high self, universe, whatever you wanna call it, it doesn't really matter. The idea is to write without intention. So just to allow whatever thoughts are popping into your head to make their way onto the paper without you judging it or overthinking it. Or if there is something that you're worried about or that you're looking for support or an answer for, you can actually just write it down as like a question. So be like, oh, I am worried about my relationship with this person. And then whatever thought pops into your head, write it down on a piece of paper. Don't overthink what is coming out. You just keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. And then afterwards, have a look at what you've actually written and see the thoughts that have popped into your head. I find this such a powerful way to access my own wisdom. And that sounds, you know, a little bit funny, but I feel like we are so much smarter and so much wiser than we realize. And we always hold within us the answers that we seek. This process kind of allows you to tap into the things that you already know that maybe you just can't kind of access right now. When you're just getting started, I love doing this first thing in the morning because in first thing in the morning, your brain is like in this almost meditative state because sleep is just one big meditation and your brain is still soft and malleable and you're in this like, yeah, dreamlike state and you you can just write without sort of overthinking it. You're just writing and you're just letting whatever's in your brain just sort of flow out. 
So yeah, I love free journaling. I love it. Love, love, love. So after I've done that, which again might only be sort of like 10 minutes, I will start doing a few little stretches. So there are some awesome YouTube videos with morning yoga stretches that go for around 10 minutes. If you know some stretches yourself, maybe you can just do what you know. But if you want like a guided stretch, highly recommend jumping on YouTube and doing a quick little search. I can include in the show notes a couple of the ones that I like doing as well. So that is my morning routine. So realistically, that's like 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, depending on how much stuff I have to write and all that sort of thing. I'll usually sneak a second coffee in there. Don't judge me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a really simple, basic routine. I can do that most mornings without issue. Some mornings, you know, my little guy will sleep for an extra half an hour and I will then be able to go and start getting ready or to spend a little bit more time maybe doing some stretches or whatever else. But that's like my basic self-care and I feel like it's it's super achievable you know it's not anything crazy I don't have to make too much noise because I do not want to wake him up early um or yeah leave the house or anything like that and I guess my situation is that I can't leave the house my husband starts work um really early in the morning so if I could I would love to go and do my exercise in the morning but at the stage of life that I'm in and my situation, our family situation with my husband's work, that's just not possible for me. So I do my exercise later in the day. But yeah, if you can do your exercise in the morning, then you might like to do it in the morning too. This is a really important point as well, is that morning routines, there is no right or wrong way to do it. It's just about experimenting and seeing what works best for you. You know, some people love doing their journaling in the morning. Some people hate journaling altogether. They don't want to do it. Some people like meditating in the morning. Some people like meditating at night. It's just about experimenting and seeing what makes you feel good. And what makes you feel good is going to be different to the next person. So try different things, see what feels good. And then yeah, just tweak it as you go. Now I did mention that there was a freebie with this episode and I have created a free create your own morning ritual ebook, which is packed with lots of information about different things you can do for your morning routine. So I cover things like the gratitude, um, writing down your what you're grateful for. I talk about journaling. We talk about meditation, talk about movement. I have some recommended apps. Um, we also talk about affirmations, lots of different ideas that you can use to create your own morning ritual. I will, again, include the link to that in the show notes, but you can also jump over to my Instagram to download your free copy of the book. I hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode and if you have enjoyed it, I would love it if you could leave a review on iTunes or share a screenshot on Instagram stories and tag me. I want this um, episode and this information to help as many mums as possible. So thank you for helping me grow the podcast. And if you want to send me a DM and let me know what you thought, I love hearing from you. So feel free to get in touch. I hope you have an amazing day and I will chat to you next episode.